Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Baker and this is Mama Stories. I created Mama Stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be in overcoming the challenges of motherhood. I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas and I want to share that with every mom I can. So follow along to laugh, cry, and be empowered. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Have you heard about how we are changing the story for moms? Mama Fund is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to providing products, services, and education to moms in need. So check us out at mamafund.org. All right, welcome back to the show, Corey, our midwife expert. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. I mean, really, you're just in the same exact chair. (laughs) It's been three seconds for us and a whole week for everyone else. Yes. Um, All right. So let's talk all things midwife. Yeah. And first, I'd like to say I walked into your birth center today, Mm -hmm. not really knowing what to expect. And um, it's beautiful. Thank you. It's so pretty. And I'm in this room right now, um, in a room where probably a lot of magic has happened. A lot of beautiful births. Many babies have been born here. Um, Tell me how a mom knows that this is an option for her. Because I didn't know that this is what a midwife um, experience could be like. Yeah. So... I, how do people come to us? I ask a lot of people how they heard about us. I think a lot of people have either done reading or um, watched movies. The business of being born is like this big a movie that like really um, Ricky Lake did it, and she did it like um, brought a lot of people. It actually created a huge fear of hospitals, which is I'm not I don't necessarily support that, but it it made people think about other options outside of the hospital for okay. birthing. Um, and what's it called? The business of being? The business of being born. born. Okay. Um, and um, I mean, that's a lot. Of, so that's how a lot of people come to us, like through reading about their options or um, stories that they've heard from other women. We get a lot of people through word of mouth. You can Google, you know, birth center in Portland and the midwifery birth center will come up. Um, I, um, it's the Women's Healthcare Associates Midwifery Birth Center. And um, so people will just like start to Google. They'll look at their insurance to like see who's in network it, through their insurance. And this is one of the options that comes up. Okay. Um, but I definitely think many people don't like the average, the average Joe, the average Jane does not know what midwives are a yeah. lot of times or generally and that we do births in hospitals or that birth centers exist. And, um, I think, you know, it's a, it's a great option for somebody who is wanting, um, uh, a low intervention birth. So the, the most support that we can give to physiologic birth. Um, so if you're somebody who an epidural is the right choice for, then a birth center isn't, isn't the because you, know, you best do option. not do epidurals no, there's here. no epidurals okay most um birth centers don't offer like mo- pharmacologic pain relief so any of the okay. um opiates or um we do have nitrous oxide here and i think all of the birth centers in portland have ni- nitrous available and that is to like, help to help with coping and labor okay. or help it's like a pain management tool that you can use but it's the only med like pain 
or medication that we use to help with coping with pain and labor. But otherwise we use, it's really like position changes, support, using the water. Um, I think uh, the childbirth preparation that we do here is um, really helpful in helping people start to like imagine and think about how they cope with things that are really challenging in their lives. Because we've all had things prior to, to birth and parenting that are um, challenges that we've gotten through in our lives, whether that's like you choose, you do run a marathon and like what makes you keep going or, you know, that, that hurts at some point. Yeah. Um, what, or just like emotional things that people have gone through grief, you know, there's, you have to, you, what are the tools that you have inside of yourself to get you through those things? And when a mom signs up here, yeah, is that you're saying that's something you guys kind of assess as time goes on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, we have, so we do a, a birth class series that's four classes and it's based on um, Nora Tallman's book. Who's it, she's one of our midwives here. She wrote a book called the inner work of birth. And over the, her 30 plus years of being a midwife, she sort of studied like, what does it take to cope with labor? Mm-hmm. And what things support coping with labor and what things inhibit our ability to cope. And so we talk through that in our birth classes, um, like in term, and we have people like think about their own experiences in their lives and then also come together with their partner. And it's almost like the love link, the, what is it? The, seven, the five, five love, love languages, languages. Yeah. but it's like the, your pain languages. Like, what do you want? What you want when you're in pain is probably really different than what your partner or can be very different than what your partner wants. Sure. But we do that thing as humans where we come at people with the thing that we would want, you know, yeah, yeah. instead of what's helpful to them when you're like just trying to be helpful. Oh yeah. And, um, so we have, uh, women and their partners talk through that basically in one of our birth classes. And okay. So, um, yeah, the, I think because most of the preparation that we do is like, it's like emotional, psychological, like how the way that our brain interprets the sensations of, of labor, which are really intense. Like it takes an enormous effort and you're going to experience things that are more intense than you've ever experienced in your life. So like what is driving you to be, to do this? What are you wanting to get out of this experience? What do you want to learn about yourself? And also like, what have you used in the past to help cope with experiences that have been challenging to you? It's, so when you say that, it's not, I don't want to say the word funny because I feel like I say that all the time, but it is interesting to me because as for me in my birth experience, yeah. I picked just an OB, yeah. but I also just kind of like picked a hospital because yeah. we went and viewed a hospital and I ended up liking that hospital. Sure. So I went there and there was a midwife on the option, Yeah, but I, I actually had no clue. Like it seemed for me, I was nervous cause I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't really know what that means. Right. So I'm just going to go with an OB yes. and call it good. Yeah. So what's the difference between like that list, like a midwife there or like finding a birth center? Sure. So I work for Women's Healthcare Associates, which is a huge um, uh, obstetric and gynecologic care provider organization in Portland. So WHA is, I think we have 15 clinics and sites. Um, 
and 150 providers. So in this organization, there are everyone from uh, perinatologists who take care of the like highest risk, most complicated um, pregnancies. And then there are OBGYNs who take care of that we they do like moderate risk um, care or or lower risk care. And then we have midwives who deliver in the hospital. And then we have midwives who deliver at, at, here at this birth center. Um, and midwives, people get them uh, are, I think, often um, wonder if if you have a midwife in the hospital, if you can have an epidural. and Or even, I guess, here. Like, it, we always tell people, like, it doesn't mean you can't have an epidural. We can, we have hospital privileges at the hospital that's less than a mile away. If you... Like at the birth center, if you would like to try without an epidural and you feel like it's not that you're just, we, we try to get people to come up with like positive motivation instead of just negative, like I'm scared of hospitals motivation. Sure. Like, but what is it that you want to experience, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you would like to try to give birth with like low intervention, um, then this is a great place to start. You know, and like I said, it doesn't mean that we can't go to the hospital for an epidural or using Pitocin. Or if we need a cesarean, like we have great OBs that are our partners that we work with that Mm -hmm. are happy to help provide whatever kind of care is needed for for the women that we take care of. Um, And that's also true with the midwives who are in the hospital. You know, we work in in partnership and in this very um, collegial relationship with each other. And to provide one of our like taglines is like providing the right level of care to the right patient at the right time so that we, um, that we can like, there's people who come here who something have something a little bit more unusual or complicated come up in their pregnancy. We, we work with the perinatologist to help them through that. Sometimes they come back and sometimes they need to stay, um, planning a hospital birth, you know? Okay. Yeah. And a midwife who delivers at a hospital under your like umbrella, you were just yeah. mes- men- mentioning, they just deliver there. It's their only difference. Yes. So um, is it under like the midwife umbrella to do like this natural birth? Is that just yes. like the theory? So behind? I would say midwives are probably have more of an interest in supporting I want to be careful about how I say this just because I don't want to like give misinformation, you know, it's like I get this opportunity to put this information out into the world. Um, Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. So that, so it's not that OBs don't want to, um, they're happy to support physiologic birth, but they also have the ability to, um, intervene in ways that are more surgical, you know, so if needed, if something comes yeah. up yeah. Um, and midwives are like sort of geared towards the physiologic birth, whether that is, you know, a, a labor that where someone comes in, they just have a very like straightforward labor. They give birth with no medication, no intervention, or they have intervention and that can happen just sort of depends on women's choices. And, um, also, um, like their level, like their their health and their level of risks and things that come up in pregnancy where yeah. they deliver. I remember when I was um, very new on to being pregnant and I was with my OB and I told her I wanted to do a natural birth. Yeah. I didn't really even know what that meant, to be yeah. honest. 
yeah. but I thought it sounded cool. And yeah. I was like, I just want to do a natural birth. Um, and she actually suggested that if I wanted a natural birth to hire a doula, yeah. um, or a midwife yeah. to be in the, um, like birth room with me. Yeah. And then I actually got to interview a doula oh, nice. coming on the podcast. Great. Well, by now we'll have already been out, but, yeah. um, and she talked a lot about that, like just supporting the patient yes. was really her main, uh, goal. But she also mentioned that as a midwife, you guys go through a more extensive amount of schooling yep. so, so you can provide like medical yes, information Yes, so we're as well? doing, okay. midwives are providing the same, I would say the same plus. It's like more geared towards education and, but like, so we provide the, the standard prenatal care. We're doing the prenatal care throughout your pregnancy, doing all the blood work, the ultrasounds, the, all of that. We have, um, we're, and I think, you know, we come at this from, um, I'm a nurse midwife. There's also certified professional midwives, um, who don't work in the hospital. They're just, they just do home birth. Okay. Um, but as a nurse midwife, um, we come through the like sort of to midwifery through nursing, you know? So it, it is this like really like patient care and connection is like a big part of the philosophy of midwifery is really like connecting with people. And it's like, it's, I'm not saying that OBs don't want to do that, but it's more, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that, I don't know if this is my imagined difference, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a different like orientation to taking care of people. And we provide a lot of education and information. As, yeah. It seems um, like that. Yeah. Like here at the birth center, we do, longer um we do longer prenatal visits so 30 minute prenatals return you know hour long first prenatal visit like we really want to get a chance to get to know you and build a relationship with you mm -hmm. and i think especially in like a birth center setting where we're going we your intention is that we're going to be with you in like a very physically intense experience, you know, be, if you're intending to go through an unmedicated birth, we need to be able to trust each other. That's like a huge aspect of, you know, you need to be able to look at us when you think, oh my God, this is crazy. And like, we're like, yeah, you're doing a great job to like believe us that we're not just crazy, you know, yeah, yeah. that we're not crazy. Yeah, to, for sure. To believe us, to say like, okay, wait, this is what women go through to have, get these humans out here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, is this, is there a different schooling? You said you're a, a midwife nurse. I'm a nurse midwife. Yeah. Okay. So, so I got a master's in nursing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you could just like, you could go be a nurse and you could be a midwife. Yep. I'm a, I, I could work as a labor and delivery nurse, but I, it's like a, uh, so the nursing degree was a bachelor's in nursing. And then I got a master's in, um, nursing to be a midwife. Wow. Yeah. So what, so you oh, did that did. before you had kids. You mentioned that I on the did, previous yeah. podcast. So what drew you to like, to be a midwife? Yeah. So, um, I was thinking about that when I was driving here because I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> so I learned about midwifery when I was in, um, undergrad and I was studying anthropology and I I was studying medical anthropology. Like I knew that I wanted to do something related to healthcare. Um, and the professor that I had, had a midwife, a home birth midwife come and talk, sp 
speak to our class. And I was like, it just was like this light bulb moment where I was like, well, that makes a lot more sense. Like changing positions in labor to facilitate like using gravity, you know, mm-hmm. to help with the um, baby moving down and like things progressing, you know, yeah. and just, uh, and it was sort of this like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do with my life, you know? And I was, you know, 21 and it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a midwife. And the woman that I met happened to be a nurse midwife. So I was like, I'm going to be a nurse midwife. And, and there I went, I graduated from undergrad and I applied to like a lot of different schools. And many of them were like, what? have you ever been to a birth before? I was like, no, mm-mm. I just know I want to be a midwife. And they're like, huh. Is that like a thing normally when people apply for that, that they've yeah, been involved People in? have maybe been doulas or nurses oh, before. Okay. And so um, some of the programs were like, why don't you go get some experience for a mm. year or so and then come back to us, you know? And, um, but I felt so certain that it is what I wanted, that I, it was like my my purpose in life, you know, yeah. that this was like almost like a calling and it is, which is a good thing because it, you know, when you're getting up in the, this is, there is a passion in this work that you have to have to do it, you know, cause oh, it's yeah. not a nine to five job. It's a 24 seven yes. job. And, um, and it's really intense, you know, it's like, yes. I mean, everybody's like, Oh my God, it's so amazing. So magical. And I'm like, yes, it is. But it's also like, the responsibility of having essentially two lives in our hands oh, man. is huge and yeah. things do happen and we're responding and taking care of. So it's like, it's a beautiful and incredible job to get to witness the like power in women. And it's also, ex- it's a hugely intense and sometimes frightening and sometimes like, yeah. you know, sometimes you question like, wait, why am I doing this again? You know? Wow. Um, yeah. But, um, like that's, we're trained that I worked, um, as a midwife in Texas with one of my first jobs, uh, on the, near the border at a really old birth center and it, with an old midwife who'd been doing it forever. And she was like, anybody can catch a baby that's falling out. Like you went to school to be able to help people when things aren't totally like straightforward. And I was like, yes, like it's not all just like rainbows and unicorns, you know? And like, that's okay. That is why I chose to do this work is so that I could be helpful to people. Yeah. And it's Um, hard because the mom wants to see rainbows and unicorns. They do. That's my job is to like make them feel like there are, they get to see the rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. Sometimes Yes, it's rainbows and unicorns, and sometimes you're just like, okay, that was a little, you know, scary. Yeah. And she, I will own that yeah. side of the oh. stress, and like, so she doesn't have to, yeah. you know. Where did you end up getting into school then? So I went to Columbia for um, oh, wow. to get that's a great, which school. was so fun. It was like I lived in New York City. I was so young. I like did it. I I did the nursing part in a year, so it was my second bachelor's, and then I did. The masters, I did it part time with a bunch of my friends, and I'm like, I'm young. I live in New York. They're giving me loans to like live here. It was so fun, and it was good that I did it. I took a little longer because I'd walk in as a labor and delivery nurse. I'd walk in, and they'd be like, "Are you 12?" You know, and oh, yeah, I like looked so young, and I was so young, and they're like, "Oh my god, who is this girl?" Um, so were you when you started school? Did you have to start doing like on hand like practice nursing? Yeah nursing thing. Can you share like your first ever like 
birth experience and what that well, was like? Well, I, God, what my first, the first baby I ever, I can remember the first baby I ever caught. It was an accident as a nurse and it was a little baby that we were inducing forever and ever and for a very long time. And then suddenly like the baby was flying out and the resident had just gone down the hall to use the bathroom. And I was like, oh my God, I just caught a baby, you know? And, but it was so exciting. I was yeah. like, so excited, but also was terrified that I was like going to get in trouble because I wasn't supposed to be catching the baby there. But and what are you supposed to do? Just let yeah, it like, no, I, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I had gotten to, the woman had been being induced for so long that I was like, really knew her. Um, mm. So it was really, it was a very exciting. Um, and otherwise, like the birth, what was the very first birth I went to? Probably, I actually, um, the first vaginal birth I went to, I do remember it was, I wrote a letter to like my grandparents. I forgot about that. Or to my parents and they sent it to my grandparents and I was like, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It was this woman who was having her like sixth baby in New York City and I like stayed after with her. I like my, all my classmates had left and I was like, I am staying until this baby comes out. And, um, and it wasn't such, required. No, for you to and stay. we stayed in touch for a long time, oh. actually. Um, I totally forgotten about that. Um, and I just was like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. You yeah. know, yeah. it's just, it is, it is magic. Like there, it is so crazy. I'm like, it's so, this is how we all get here. And yet it is the craziest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. You're like a human just came out of you. You know, I'm yeah. like, it's so alien and so normal. I'm like, we grow them in our bellies and they come out between our legs. That is crazy, but also so normal. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those little wrinkly heads. I mean, it's just the, the, every time I'm like, this is so crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I, and incredible. That's the thing. Like for me, I'm not, I'm not terrible with like, blood yeah. and all that like I mean now I you guess have I could kid. be there I know no, well you believe me anytime he bleeds I'm like no yes <laughs> not very good at that for sure um bodily fluids yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like I could do it but I feel like I just want to be in the room because I just love how strong and wonderful moms are yeah however you the do whole it. universe shifts at like this moment it's this crazy it's, it's crazy. And you're like on the brink, you know, like we have these photos or whatever, when like the baby's just the baby's head is out and they're like between two worlds. It's so crazy, you know? Ugh. And like the whole, it literally, it's like this, the universe shifts. There's a new wow. human here. Wow. That's a really yeah. great way to look at it. They're in between two worlds. Yeah. And then, oh, it, I mean, it's just so profound and it's yeah. the most, like we get to be here with people in the the most important moments of their lives, you know, and that yeah. is, it truly, it's like, that is such an honor to get to be with people oh, yeah. through that, you know, and to be invited into this very vulnerable space mm. and that like people trust us with that is, I think, so huge and such a like gift to, to the people who get to be with them. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, that is so good. All right. So um, you've mentioned in the previous podcast, and I think maybe once to on this one, but the transfer mm -hmm. that can happen. Yeah. So um, if I'm a mom, yeah. or potentially a new mom um, that might be looking into doing um, a birth center birth, a birth center birth, yeah. why would I have to transfer sure. potentially? And what does that look like for me? Um, 
I, um, so the reasons that, so there's some reasons that we would transfer prenatally um, or plan for a hospital birth prenatally. So if a baby is breech or not coming head first, okay. then we would we try all of the tricks that we have to turn them. Our OB backups, we'll try to turn them physically. It's called a version if they, um, so they just manipulate the belly and oh, wow. try to move the baby to head down. Um, we do that in the hospital. But then if they go head down, then you can have a birth center birth. Um, but if they stay breached, then we plan for a C-section. Um, if somebody's blood pressure starts to rise at the end of preg- or in pregnancy um, and they develop hypertension, then that's a reason that we would plan- transfer to planning for a hospital birth. Um, and you would still be with them we can in a still, hospital typically birth. Typically, we can still take care of them. So sometimes if the blood, if the, like, for example, with hi- high blood pressure, if it becomes so high that it's like, they call it severe range blood pressures, and that actually transfers them out of midwifery care in general into being with one of our OBs. But the feedback that we have gotten as a part of this birth center is that it's, I mean, and one of the reasons I came to this birth center is because we can transfer our own patients to the hospital and continue caring for them. Like, I feel like, so if labor is just moving slowly, you know, and we go in because things aren't moving forward and it's been a long time and somebody wants an epidural, we go in, we get them in an epidural, we use Pitocin to help finish this process. Like the idea is to get the baby out of your body, you know? Um, And women get to the point where they're like, yes, let's, I am done with these tricks. Get this baby out. Yeah. Like I want to finish this, you know? Yeah. And, um... Uh, so we transfer them and continue caring for them. And I've, I tell people all the time, like I've had people who have hypertension who I can still take care of at the hospital. And I, we've had these beautiful, like squatting births on the floor, you know, where like they have the Pitocin and the medications for induction and we're monitoring all the time, but like we can, I can still offer them a birth center type, like looking birth in the hospital, you know, and they know that we're oriented towards like giving them is like using the least intervention possible to get the best outcome is sort of like the way I think that we think about it, you know, so that it's not that we're anti-intervention. Intervention Intervention is wonderful. Like I've worked, I have gone to Haiti. I've been in other countries where I'm like, there where resources are not available, where like pregnancy and birth is one of the riskiest things we do as women in our lives. What, however it ends or whatever outcome happens miscarriages terminations birth you know like yeah it's a big like a huge thing that we do physically yeah Um, and it carries risk and and I I do not like I don't pretend that there isn't risk you know and I'm so happy that we have the availability of the interventions when we need them but I think just not overusing that, that you can be really assured that we're not going to overuse interventions or just do something because we're, we want to get out of here, you know, like kind of a thing. It's, that's funny. I'll stop you really quick because that was something that, um, when I said I wanted to do it natural to like other moms and I talked about her, my OB's recommendation of getting a midwife or a doula. That's what I heard a lot was because, um, hospitals and I don't, want to particularly say no. anyone that they're just trying to get it done yeah. cuz they are busy yeah and that's why they will push for an epidural or push for pitocin where maybe a birth center or a home birth 
yeah. with a midwife is actually going to give you like more of that time, more space, more time, like less intervention, just kind of hanging around ready to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so that's like a big reason that people come here. It's like I said, it's not impossible that if somebody decides that they want an epidural, that we can't just, we can't transfer for, an, for an epidural, but it's pretty unusual, actually, that that's the only reason that we're going in. Okay. It's usually, if we're going for an epidural, it's usually also like a very slow labor. So we can't give you that like, but you're almost done. Occasionally, people are like, nope, like, actually, I don't want to do this. And I always say, like, there is a look in a woman's eye when mm-hmm. that is what she means. And I'm like, we listen to women, you know. Yeah, and, and you transfer at that point. Yes, this is not our birth. Like, we do what we want to support the woman. So, um, it's, but so you have a higher chance of giving birth without an epidural because you have to decide that you want to get in the car to go to the hospital and get it. You know what I mean? There is a, there's a pause between it, you know, that makes like, you have to be like, wait, can I really not get through this? I mean, and I certainly felt that at home where I was like, I, as myself giving birth was like, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to call this, you know, I'm going to ha- call an ambulance and they're going to transfer me. And this midwife is going to meet me at the hospital. And then I was like, oh my God, they won't even give me an epidural. I'll probably just have the baby when I get there, you know, like, yeah. and it was good that I wasn't already, if I had been in the hospital yeah. and I'm glad that I, that it was, per, you know, for me personally, it was what I was wanting. I was glad that I got through it without an epidural. I yeah. felt like it like was able to teach me things in yeah parenting and in like cope that I do have like the capability of to cope with that level of intensity and I can get through it you know but if we want to go we can you know you're right it does you mentioned earlier it gives you space I think that's really big for moms to know like it just it gives you that opportunity to like ask questions think about it in a a less pressured environment yeah I could see that and it's not I there's so many people who say you know that are like in, in a hospital where the epidural is just, oh, it's available, that it's much easier to say yes to. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, because it is such an incredibly intense experience, yeah. you know, that yeah. most of us, like, you really do have, I don't know, you have to, like, know how to, you have to sort of be prepared to cope with really hard things yeah. going into it yeah. to con- if you're in a hospital to continue to want to do it, you yeah, know? For sure. Oh, so. I, when I said I wanted to do it natural, someone was like, you don't get a trophy. No. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then after I did it, I did not do it naturally. Yeah. I had an epidural, but after I did it, I literally was like to my husband, I was like, I'm actually going to make trophies. Yes. And go deliver them to moms that do it without an epidural. Because well, like, rock star. Yeah. And the moms who but do it But everybody still is rock, rock stars. Star. Yeah. That's For the sure. thing. It's like you can't, there's no easy Everyone's way out. A rock I tell star. everyone that. I'm like, so a C-section, not an easy way out. Like no. there is no easy way out. Like once you are have a baby in your body, there is no way out. <laughs> but that's so funny. that is not hard. Truly. I, I'll never forget. I was like maybe 30 weeks pregnant and it, I traveled a lot for work. Yeah. And so I was starting to get to like, okay, in a couple of weeks, I have to stop traveling. And, yeah. um, and I was sitting at my desk, I'll never forget. And I looked down at my belly and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have a baby. You have to get it out of your like, body somehow. I have to push this thing out. And yes. I had to go to the bathroom. I was like in the bathroom, like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And I'm like weeks away. Yeah. 
but I'm like you realizing no now there's that, like, no, there is no easy way. He out. has to come out at yeah. some point. Many women hit that oh. where they're in that like third trimester. They're like, uh, wait a minute. The baby showers are How over. Am what am I going to do? Out here. Yeah. Wait a minute. What's the next step? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about transferring. So yeah. you said there's potential transfer before labor starts. Yep. And then what would cause a mom to have to transfer while she's in labor? So you said epidural. If so she's just right. too much. Or the labor's to. not moving forward. You know, it's like stalled in some way. Um, that's the reason that we would transfer. Um, we have, we do have a lot of flexibility here with like timing. And it, it's, you know, it's like a dance. We're trying to figure out what is, what's going to work. We want to like maximize people's chance of having a vaginal birth because obviously that's what they're hoping for by being here um and um we um but yeah we want to help make sure things continue to move forward if somebody's water's been broken for over 24 hours we transfer to the hospital um to help sorry and they're not in labor um if Yeah, so if their water's been broken for 24 hours and they're not in labor yet, then we transfer to the hospital to help um, augment labor. Okay. Um, Again, if people's blood pressure is going up in labor or if the baby's heart rate is not sounding um, steady or uh, reassuring to us, then and we're like far from giving birth, then we would go to the hospital for more intervention. Yeah. Um, and when I came here uh, today and I was getting a tour yeah, and it's so uh, beautiful, like I said earlier, I'm not kidding. I don't want another baby, but I would have another baby just <laughs> to give birth and somewhere like this. You can definitely come down here and, and have a baby with us. Okay. We will take care of you. I will do that. It'd be kind of a long drive, drive. if yeah, my labor baby. started. Yeah. Uh, but I would totally do it. I don't. <laughs> there actually are birth centers in Seattle too. Oh, There's awesome perfect. birth centers up there. So should you ever... I am all about women doing what they want to yes. do for their families. Yes. But for all those women out there who are in the Seattle, in anywhere in the United States, actually, pretty yeah, much, check out there birth are birth center. centers in lots of places. For yes. sure. This place is beautiful. I will say that. I, I could like live here. This yeah. is really nice. I know. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say because this happens when I go on tangents. Uh, but then now I remember. So when I was getting my <laughs> tour. Yes. Um, they, I asked how long a mom stays, yeah. and I know you were talking about your hospital experience. You were gone pretty quick. Yes. Um, and so you guys take that same type of, uh, like, process here? So a mom could leave as soon as she wanted or could stay as long as she wants, or what's the So they stay for, it's 4 to 12-ish hours uh, postpartum. Okay. So the idea is is that these are healthy, low-risk women having normal births, right, or... Um, physiologic births, vaginal births. And, um, they, um, you know, as long as everybody is stable, so we're making sure that the mom's bleeding is really normal, that, the um, she's gets up and doesn't feel dizzy. Her vital signs are normal. We're, we're doing a full assessment of the baby, helping with breastfeeding, making sure that like everything is getting started in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then we send them home with like the warning signs that okay. are, um, you know, that people that we, everybody gets really for leaving anywhere. Um, and is there a like reason for the four to 12? Like how come at a hospital, 
I guess in my experience, it was like 24 hours. So versus a lot here. of that is for the baby. And we, instead of, so we come to your okay. house and do a home visit 24 to 48 hours after the birth oh, to finish okay. up the baby thing. So a lot okay. of that, like feeling like you're held hostage in the hospital is the yes. timing of some of the testing that happens for babies. So it's the newborn um, metabolic screening is usually done around the 24 hour mark. Um, we do, he- and we do all of this at the home visit. So we do that hearing screening, mm. um, Billy Rubin, we do a John- jaundice screen at the, when we come check the baby at the house. And we just feel like, like you said that like getting, being for most people, and this isn't true for everybody, but for many people be- getting back to your own bed that you is comfortable to you, you know, yes. it's your chosen mattress. Yeah. Um, and having your own food, having your friends and family, hopefully like take care of you and give things like support you. You're going to actually recover more easily. One of the things that I think is the hardest about our hospital systems is just like, there's a million people that visit you in the postpartum time. There's the baby person. There's like the baby nurse, the, the mom nurse, the food person, the photography person, the birth certificate person. And you're just like, you can't sleep, you know, and yes. sleep is, if you're able to get sleep, you need to have it. You know? yeah. My yes. other advice for moms is sleep when the baby sleeps. Like all the time, Michelle said, one of our midwives here is like, you need to lay down and nurse. And if you are fall asleep while the baby was nursing, then you needed a nap more than you needed to do the dishes in the sink, you know, like yeah. always lay down and nurse. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Plus it's like a good trick to learn. I didn't practice the side nursing or yeah. the lay down a nurse until Grayson, well, Grayson hated breastfeeding from like day one, couldn't do it in the hospital. Oh. Um, but I didn't practice it till we were on like our first trip. Yeah. My husband and I were like, we're going to take this baby on a trip one month. Like, we're going to do this. And we went to Leavenworth and yes, it was awful, but you know, we did it. <laughs> Nobody um, slept. He screamed the whole night, oh, uh, but I tried side nursing for the first time. And yeah. I remember thinking, why didn't I do this much sooner? Yeah. Because I could like, like close my eyes yes. and lay Relax. down. But then there was like milk dripping on his yes. face Head. from the other boob. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm yes. supposed to keep half the bra on yeah. <laughs> to prevent that. Yes. Oh, breastfeeding. Um, okay. So. I, I, when you talk about all those people coming to the room, I am getting like really crazy flashbacks because it is so many. And there's like the person that takes the vital signs that's not the same as the nurses. And you know what I mean? It's just like, I've had people who want birth center birth just for that. Like there's only one person who's coming and like, we try not to wake people up. Like we will do the vital signs early if we hear the baby crying so that like that that you can like feed you get everything done while you're up and breastfeeding and then sleep you know yeah and plus this bed looks a lot more comfortable than like a queen size bed I will say the hospital bed was the most uncomfortable I remember after I got my epidural I was like can someone just lift me up like and scoop me up I felt like I was so low falling off the bed and that crack Yes. yes, I was like, can some, I know I'm not a small girl, but if somebody, if like all five of you could just scooch me up just a tad. Yeah. I'm very uh, uncomfortable. Even with an epidural. It's like, oh yes. my God. It was yes. so uncomfortable. And I will say, Grayson, we laid him down. First time we ever slept. You know, everybody's in the hospital oh God, visiting. So tired. This We had this really awesome nurse um, yeah. who was like the charge nurse and our nurse at that time yeah. or something. So she was just a rock star and she just swaddled him so fast little burrito yeah and laid him in his bassinet and she was like go to sleep 
both of you lay down and go to sleep. And I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna, I'm not kidding you. Head hit the pillow. I think I fell asleep. And then Grayson choked. Oh, and I picked him up and I like, yes, you know, did everything the I could do. Spitting up the, oh, the so gunk. then I, I hit Freaked the out. emergency button, Scared. which yes. isn't the emergency button. It's just like the looks hey, like it. Yeah. I just could need you. And then I ran in the hallway and started like screaming for somebody. Oh, anyways, it was traumatic. So from that point on, I kept him in my arms because yes. I was too nervous to lay him down. Oh. And I remember they kept waking me up and being like, you can't have him sleep like that in the bed. And finally I fell asleep for probably a good chunk of time. Yeah. And I woke up and I saw this nurse walking in and I was like, we're good. Turn yeah. around. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully she did. But you're right in the sense of like, that's why I wanted to go home is it was just so uncomfortable. Yes. Like I didn't have space for Grayson and I wanted to co-sleep. I liked yes. him next to me. Yeah. I, you know, after that experience of putting him in the bassinet, not only was that really a lot of anxiety for me, yeah. I didn't like him being that far away, Yes, but also that scary moment. Yes. I mean, just all those things. Like, and you just want them like with you Yeah, next, like right, right here. Yeah. And you want to sleep. Yes. So it's like, do how anything do you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been, I would have given anything to just like lay in a real bed yeah. with him next to me Yes, and just be totally just comfortable. Take a nap. Well, and plus those, like lay those with my naps husband that you too. Take, yeah. In the postpartum, I'm like, I was just telling somebody that the other day. I was like, it's like a 20 minute nap. Feels like you slept for like five hours. Yes. It's so crazy. Those <laughs> yeah. first naps you get. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I can't thank you enough for spending yeah. time with us for two whole episodes. Thanks, Sarah. And uh, talking us through your mama journey yeah. and through all the things being a midwife. What I would like to know before we close out is like, if I'm a mom, either I'm my first time mom or second, third time mom, um, what is something that you would want me to know Sure. when I'm trying to make this decision of yeah. a birth center, midwife, OB? I think that just looking, exploring your options, you know, that it's um, a lot of people come to us in like after the first trimester is over, unless they just know they were born at home themselves or they had a previous baby at a birth center, that you can transfer to home birth or birth center at any time in your pregnancy, we get a lot of transfers like in the, after, you know, the third trimester when people are starting to think like, wait a minute, how is this baby going to get oh, out of me? And where do I want to be? Yeah, and all of okay. that. When you just naturally start to like process that. So I think just most of us, I would say birth centers and, and home birth practices offer, um, we call them meet and greets or interviews for they're a free visit that you can come and just ask questions and sort of just see what, like get a sense of what feels most right to you, you know, and what mm -hmm. works for you, like in terms of like how your pregnancy is going and all of that, that there's, you have so many options and that if you have a provider that you feel like isn't, that you're not getting what you want from, or that you're not like, don't, you know, that you don't feel like you're communicating well with that it's really like a service that we are offering to you that you, you can shop around, you know, and, yeah. and, and find people that feel like that can provide you what you want. Yeah. So, and make your own decision. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think all of us feel like we want, we want people to be where they feel the most comfortable, the safest, and that there are so many options out there yeah. for, every, for people. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. This place really is beautiful. If you are in the Portland area, you have to check this place out. And I will add a link into Great. the episode so people know where to go. Um, but at least just knowing what a good birth center looks yeah. like, something to 
keep in mind when you are looking for birth centers yes. would be helpful too. Cause this place is beautiful. It's so awesome. I know people, when we first opened, everybody was like, who decorated, you know? And oh, it's so our, cute. It's I already our, put a video on Instagram. Yeah, I was great. like, this place put it is all, so cute. Put the videos up. Yes, we love them. I will. You know, okay. you can do a room one too. Cause it's, it's, they're awesome. It's really well decorated and done and like clean, you know, it's nice. Yeah, it is really nice. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, I really Sarah. appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope you loved it. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episodes and tell us what you think about it in the reviews. And mamas, I love you.